Hi, Amanda. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, thanks for having me here. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. So you have a unique business and I am curious how you found that to be, would you call it your life's purpose? Yes. Yeah. So I started out wanting to be like in an ad agency. I have a master's in corporate PR and, um, what ended up happening was while I was in grad school, my cousin who I was really close to ended up passing away from meningitis. So it changed the direction of my career and what I found important in my life. And so I became an entrepreneur through that time because I wanted to be able to have more control over my schedule and be able to really be in control of like what I work with, who I work with, um, and because you spend so much of your life in work, right? So that's yeah. kind of the backstory. <laughs> like, yeah, wow. Um, what inspired me to do the work I'm doing now? That's a pretty uh, dramatic shift. Um, how did you find entrepreneurship compared to being an employee? Yeah, so in terms of like my experience with it, so I've had um, experiences working in different ad marketing agencies and doing server stuff and retail. And for me, like I found entrepreneurship to be the space where I get to be most authentically myself and be fully expressed and do the work that I feel really inspired to do. I remember when um, I was younger, I used, my mom used to make fun of me <laughs> and laugh and say like, you're on the phone all the time, like with my friends, because I would um, be giving them advice or coaching them through things. And so doing coaching, um, especially around business has been uh, the direction I'm going in. Yeah, that is so interesting. Isn't it funny how in childhood, even you were, it just was a natural affinity. It was kind of the same for me. I was like the little counselor. Really? <laughs> the, oh, that's yeah. Cute. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, so tell us a little bit more about exactly who you like working with, what types of businesses, and the form that your coaching takes. Sure, for sure. So I'm a business operations coach and fractal COO. So COO stands for chief operations officer. And my whole focus is around helping you create a profitable business that is beyond simple to run and gives you time freedom. So my mission is to help you get the freedom you set out to get when you started your business. So many of us start businesses for different reasons, different life moments ignite that, those reasons. And what I find a lot in the space is you, there's so many amazing like coaches and healers that are doing great work in the world, but they're burnt out. They're glued behind a computer screen or their phone all day. And they're not really in control of how they spend their time or what they focus their time on. They might have back-to-back -back calls on their calendar. And so the work I do is really helping you make your business simpler to run. So you have more control in terms of being as tapped in or as tapped out as you want. So it's about creating flexibility in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Coaching can be really, if you don't work with the right clients that are most aligned with you can be very taxing on the nervous system. Um, yeah. Totally. So what are some of the things that you implement with different coaches that make their lives simpler. Yeah. And I love how you mentioned um, alignment around clients. That's a huge piece of the puzzle. So I've ran multiple rounds of my mastermind capacity and something that I discovered across, like, I want to say nine times out of 10 for most of the members that go through it, it's not necessarily like building tech or automations or systems that is going to instantly give them that bandwidth or time freedom that they're looking for and that peace of mind in their business. But the first thing that we end up doing is actually 
transforming their ideal client avatar. So their dream client avatar. Um, it's like kind of like the water in a cup. You can have like a clear glass of water that is so refreshing and so ugh, amazing to drink from. But if you drop one drop of dye, the water changes colors. Like the water is no longer the original form. And that's the same with our offers and our programs is we want to make sure that it's an aligned fit on both sides because you don't want to be working in resentment energy or working in energy where it just feels like you're bracing. And so we want to fix that piece first so that you're not just creating systems, boundaries, automations in your business to brace for unaligned clients, but rather to deeply support the aligned clients you call in. Absolutely. I definitely learned that in my accounting business, uh, you know, being, having that employee mindset, you just want to get paid, right? You don't quite realize that there's so much more than just the task that you think that you're going to be doing each day. You have to run an entire business. And if you are not, if you are signing up anyone who is willing to sign up and you're giving discounts because you just want to get paid and you want to get the client and you're in this fear and scarcity mindset about money and, oh, I don't have time. I can't say no. I can't be selective. You are drained because the people that you are serving are not happy. You are not happy there. Even if you do really great work, if the person is not aligned with you, there is nothing you can do to satisfy them. Mm -hmm. That is so true. Like, um, and it's just a waste of everyone's time versus when you do the work to get really clear around your ideal client and like fix your messaging for that um, in your social media or content marketing or how you're promoting your offers, like it's going to feel like night and day. Um, what I try to do, and it's the same with teams too, like what I try to do with clients is create this like celebration culture where it just, you open up Voxer, you open up Telegram and it's just this energy when you're doing the work together and it's this energy when you're working with your team and um doing that communication work and really getting clear on who aligns with who is going to help support that yeah because you want to be able to enjoy like the work you do absolutely sure. absolutely yeah you mentioned bracing and um so often when you're with clients that just are not aligned it's it's like you're just waiting for them to come at you with some kind of attack and that doesn't need to be the case um and and I would say that many coaches have had some traumatic life experiences so that they kind of come into this fall into this uh have the desire to help others learn from what, what they've learned. And totally. so when you have, you are, are a person who has been through traumatic experiences, you might default to the belief that uh, people are coming at you. People are always mad at you. There's no way that anybody's going to be happy. So you might be bracing all the time, not realizing nobody's mad everything's all mm -hmm. right. Like, <laughs> so changing, shifting that mindset and finding the aligned clients is so important. Totally. That's so, so true. Because if you're um, bracing in your energy and then you're creating systems and automations where you're bracing as well, it's, you're just going to keep manifesting experiences where you're bracing Versus when you shift more into that celebration, like you're going to keep creating experiences that you're celebrating. So yeah. it's, it's totally that alignment is the key piece is, um, I believe like you can create a business that feels really good, that feels relaxed and is profitable. And it's that alignment piece 
in everything. Like we want to create aligned potency in our authors. We want to create aligned potency um, in how we run things with team. We want to create aligned potency in like how we set up our, you know, ascension ladder with your offer suite or vice versa. And even aligned potency within yourself, how you show up as a leader in your business. Yeah. So working with people you enjoy working with, I mean, be very clear about who you're hiring and who's hiring you mm -hmm. and make sure that's a really fun energy that there's pleasure there, that you're excited to talk with each other. Everybody knows how it is to work with somebody who feels like a drag and you definitely, I mean, entrepreneurship is such a magical opportunity to create something so beautiful yeah. and fun so you don't actually have to accept any kind of friction or contraction the minute you see it you can be like nope that's not going to work or you can mm -hmm. also you know use it as a reflection point oh what do I need to learn from this um this experience and I don't have to continue it I don't have to have the expectation that things need to be hard um, we we come into that with money too. Just oh, making money has to be hard. And I think when we're making content, you know, where we're trying to sell to everybody, what we're really doing is selling to nobody. So we mm -hmm. think by being selective, we're delaying our income. It's really quite the opposite because when we're not selective, people don't know what we're offering, who's the right fit, and it actually takes longer to get clients. Yeah, it's like, I think that's so beautiful because it reminds you of like the power of one. So the power of one is this philosophy where you can actually grow faster in your business. So you can hit multi six figures faster. You can hit seven figures faster by focusing on the power of one. And so the power of one is getting really clear on who's like your one dream client, your one dream offer, and your one dream platform that you promote this offer to that one dream client over and over and over again. And a lot of times, you know, it could be really easy in this space to get distracted, right? To be saying like, well, some so and so is creating a webinar. So and so is doing a Facebook group. So and so started a Telegram broadcast channel. But you can literally get to your next income level or your next growth stage in business by focusing and getting super clear in that alignment. Like when you're talking about if you're marketing to everybody, you're marketing to like nobody. Like that's literally it. Like you getting so crystal clear, so potent around what it is you really want to do here on earth and who you want to really support. Yeah, I think another thing that we run into is not being clear on what we want because mm -hmm. we have been so conditioned to want what other people want for us. <laughs> yeah. You run into that. Yeah, I mean, I would say when I first started my business, I didn't get a lot of support from it. Like I I got a lot of like, this is a waste of your time. What are you thinking? Like mm -hmm. this isn't the right path for you and vice versa. And when I feel into it, like I couldn't imagine not doing it. And so we have this one life, like none of us, are going to live forever. Like none of us get out of life alive, essentially. Like you can't take anything you create with you. All it is, is you, right? And um, I think a lot of us are living lives thinking that we're going to live forever. When in reality, like all you truly have is this moment, like is another moment, another moment, another moment you're gifted each time. And so you just have to be really clear around like how you want to spend your life and what matters to you and what is important to you because you don't get a redo of life. You, if you feel like you're going to regret not doing something or regret not experiencing something, then that's really important information to inform how you spend each moment in your life. Yeah, absolutely. And 
you know, mommy's approval is also not going with you when you die. So <laughs> uh, all the people who are like, oh, that's such a waste of time. I've, I've, it was so funny because, you know, my dad was like, you've got a corporate job where you're making six figures mm -hmm. and you're going to go do your own accounting firm. And he was like, you're crazy. And I just was like, I just knew I was like, no, this is the path for me. And I ended up making way more money working on my own. But um, yeah, those voices in the back of our heads that say, don't do this. You're crazy. You're wrong. You're just playing. Uh, sometimes it'll be go as far as like, you're being lazy, you're being destructive because you're not following this path. People can get really terrified when you decide to actually go and follow your your true desires. And so you can get so much negative nonsense going on in your head or or actually people saying it to you. And so it could be really challenging. But like you said, I mean, we're, we're so uncomfortable with death. We, we have, we just don't want to face the fact that this, this iteration of life is going to end. So even if you're a person who believes in reincarnation or that the soul lives on or uh, you don't get it this way in this body. So this is going to end and you want what you want and you were designed to want what you want. Exactly. And also too, it's like when it co comes down to it, um, your family and loved ones are responding to the version of you that they know. And it's scary when I, whenever you change or you grow or you evolve and they want to protect you, right? Nobody wants to see their loved one suffer. Nobody wants to see their loved one struggle. And a lot of times when you're experiencing that or experiencing that type of backlash, a powerful tool is to check within yourself. Where are you feeling insecure around the direction of your business? Where are you feeling insecure around how you're leading your business? Because it's showing up in your interactions with your loved ones. They're sensing, they can literally smell your insecurity, right? Mm -hmm. And so they're just reflecting back your own insecurity around your business. And so the work that needs to be done is you feeling way more secure in how you lead your business, way more secure in how you run your business, more secure in how you show up in your business. And the more like inner security and confidence you show up with, you're naturally going to get more sales. You're naturally going to grow and ex grow and expand your business. You're naturally going to grow and expand your audience and all the metrics we follow for growing a business. But it's that, you know, inner security piece that we get to work on and journal on and reflect on. Yeah. It's the nervous so, system practices around too. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important to um, not try to push that away and be in denial of it because then you're, you're just what you resist persists. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. If you want to talk more about those practices that that help you really face them and kind of move them through your body. Yeah, this is great. So um, a couple of things, uh, I did this business receiving mode, um, journaling and reflection and just analyzing like how I um, created six figures in six months in my agency because I had spent eight years prior, like under the six figure mark, like under earning, like I was showing up, I was doing all the things in my business. And I was really curious around like, what did I do to create like that six figure in six months so fast? That's a really fast expansion. And so what I discovered, and I kind of break it down into this business receiving practice is one, I was doing like feeling portals. So feeling portals is getting really clear around how you want to feel with whatever you are desiring or trying to manifest. So for me, like having a six figure business felt relaxing, right? Like I was like, oh, I, it feels like relief in my body. It feels relaxing. So I would 
activate a feeling portal where I would practice relief. I would practice relaxation. I'd imagine a time where I felt relief or imagine a time where I felt relaxation and literally practice that in my body. So when you feel relief, you take a deep breath, like, and you notice like your shoulders relax, you notice your neck relaxes, your jaw relaxes. So I'd practice that bodily response multiple times a day um, and activate that feeling portal. And it naturally started to manifest things around my business. I'd also do shadow work. So uncovering why I didn't want more sales or why I was afraid to have more clients or why I was afraid to grow my business and then turn that into positive affirmations that I said over and over again. So a lot of journaling and key fact, everything that I was afraid of, I turned it into a process or a system or an automation to combat that in my business. So if I was like, oh, I can't imagine onboarding a bunch of clients all at once. Well, let me update my client onboarding so that that would be a smoother experience, right? Um, so that was that piece. And then a huge piece of the puzzle was understanding sabotage moments. So when you are growing and expanding, you're going to be met with different sabotage moments. Like these are like doors from the universe, from God <laughs> saying like, do you want to sabotage now? Do you want to like go back to your original baseline? And so your goal, it's kind of like a video game is to keep battling or removing these sabotage moments, right? It's the phrase like when they say new, new level, new devil. Well, if you know that fear is just false evidence appearing real, right? Because it'll bring in these different moments, then you just have to know that that's an illusion and that you've uh, combated a sabotage moment previously. So it's just more realities around that's an illusion, that's an illusion. The only truth is that there is a reality where you have already overcome that piece. So a lot of times when I work with clients who grow super fast, um, like the, the first sabotage moment was like feeling confident enough to show up on Facebook lives or feeling confident enough to show up and talk about their offer, right? They were afraid to, that was false evidence appearing real, that it'll be dangerous to show about your offer. So they overcome that. Then they have it a huge launch and then they might feel overwhelmed because they might not have the systems in place to hold all those clients. And so now they're afraid of clients asking for refunds, client, you know, asking, saying that this program is crappy or vice versa. So that's another false evidence appearing real where you go, okay, let me overcome this and let me tweak things so that we're not going back to the original baseline, but we keep growing and expanding. So that's a huge piece of the expansion containers as you grow and expand is every new level, there is always something that you can create to address it. Problems are just systems that haven't been created yet. I like that problems mm -hmm. are just systems that haven't been created yet. I haven't yeah. heard that before. Yeah, absolutely. And um, our culture, I would say, is very mental, very linear. And what you just described might be considered woo-woo by some people. Um, working with emotions and the sensations in your body because we have been taught that we need to just drive everything from our mind and the rest of this stuff doesn't matter. It's like primitive and animal and it's, it's not a part of it. And that might get you a good corporate job, a lot of reading and a lot of following the rules and uh, staying disconnected and out of your body. But as we go into entrepreneurship, we start realizing that that stops working and that now we have to integrate our mind, body, and emotions and come from a place of total alignment in the whole self. Um, so have you run into people who, when you try to go do those practices with them, 
give you some resistance or? Um, I would say the biggest piece is around businesses that have way too many, many moving pieces and the CEO grew too fast. So there is a mindset shift that has to happen first before we can really even like dive into the work and like start creating systems and SOPs and team training and all of that stuff is, is the mindset of what got you there won't get you to the next level. Like that we have to like really remove because when you are growing fast in your business, it's typically, I would say zero to six figures or even zero to seven figures. You could just focus on the expansion lever, which is, you know, following divine downloads, just creating whichever, like, create, 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 create. But we, when you start hitting six figures, multi six figures, you really should be hitting the capacity lever as well. It's like driving a car. You wouldn't just hit gas all the way. <laughs> you need to also hit the brake sometimes, especially when you're going around different curves. Otherwise you're going to drive off. Right. And so what happens a lot of times in the back end of someone's business is they grew so fast and might not have had the time to create the capacity levers, or they just kept growing and kept choosing sales and marketing activities at any cost and didn't take the time to build out their client delivery side, their programs, their admin, their customer service department, like all these pieces to help you sustain growth and to help you serve um, the clients that you sold into your offers. And so that's the biggest piece because when you're first starting out in business, marketing and sales is literally like, you do not have a business without marketing and sales, right? That is one of the first things I'd recommend somebody to learn is mindset marketing and sales when you're under six figures in your business. Like that is go time. When you hit the six figure and above mark, um, your delivery side of your business becomes way too complex for you to handle yourself. And so you start bringing on team, you start bringing on support, you have to start putting up, simplifying things so that you could handle it more. And that's the piece if you're not do actively doing that piece where you can run into an issue where I sometimes get hired for where Nobody knows where anything is at. Like Google Drive is like a hot mess. Like Slack and Trello and ClickUp is all over the place. No, people are missing things. Tasks are falling through the cracks. And it's because like, I say this phrase, the difference between a puddle and the ocean is its container. Like you can never make a puddle into the ocean unless you also do the container work. Yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you are working with, do you work with like larger corporate clients? Cause you have mentioned teams working with people's yeah, teams. So and... I predominantly work with clients in the multi six figure to seven figure range um, in terms of well, low seven figure range is like my sweet spot. Like that area is like, the, the area I love supporting clients in the most because there's so much that's happening in that space where like what you focus on or where you direct your business like can make or break your business in that space. So that's the area that I'm like, those are my dream clients. That's the area I love supporting. Um, and so that's the area I specialize in. Okay. And how would you help a client um, define what their dream client is if they think if they're in the mindset that I just want to serve you know whoever or or the right person is just going to fall into my lap it's just how how do you work with them through those yeah that's a great question so I think it's always easier to get clear on what you don't want in a client versus writing out what you do want um because you can always turn those into its opposites so some baseline ones that I put across the board for dream client avatars is you want clients that pay on time. 
you want clients that respect you. You want clients that do the work. You want clients that have a gratitude mindset. You want clients that um, are curious, right? They're willing to like look within themselves. You might want clients that are self-led. Those are kind of like baseline pieces. And then we get kind of clear in terms of personality, like what works with you. So sometimes there are clients that are more abrasive and for your personality type, you're like, not my, not my jam. Like I don't want to be coaching clients that are very abrasive, but for another coach, they're like, lay it on me straight. Like, you know, like that's my vibe. We're like very abrupt languaging. So it's super important to just get clear on who you vibe with um, and who you want to be in containers with. Yeah, that makes sense. And that requires a lot of self-reflection um, and observation. And and probably what we want to avoid is not trying to change who we are, what we like. Um, it's a lot easier to just kind of go with what naturally works for us instead of, I think I want this, so I'm going to try to change myself into this other, do you ever run into that? Yeah, I could see that a lot um, in the luxury marketing space, so especially high ticket. So a lot of people will believe that if you sell anything high ticket, then you have to have the branding of like Neiman Marcus or the branding of Saks Fifth Avenue, right? Now you have to become this mysterious like elusive brand and that's just not the case there's people who have all types of brands that are selling high ticket offerings so I see that a lot in that space um but the main thing is that self-awareness around like how you want to show up in your business this is your life there's so much customization there and when we were talking about the inner security piece whatever decisions you make as the CEO of your business you just have to have the inner security to back it up. You can make any decision in your business, customize it any which way, just make sure your inner security backs it up. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because often we have new ideas and we want to do something that's totally unconventional and we start listening to those outside voices that say no, Nobody does it that way. This is the right way to do it. But we can make something really amazing and beautiful if we're not tamping down our creativity as long as we have that inner security. Like we know. I actually in my corporate job, one of them came up with this paperless system and had, you know, quite a lot of people having to get on board with it. <laughs> So I, but I just knew in my mind how it was going to work and I had no question and I don't even know how that happened because it wasn't something I had ever done before, but I just, the design was there in my mind. And so I was communicating it and whenever they had a question, I had an answer and it was just total magic. But when I try to take somebody through a different type of project and I don't have I have a lot of questions and I don't have the clarity about how it's going to work. It just falls flat on its face because you can't get people to buy in if you don't have the certainty within yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, something that we preach inside of my mastermind is um, you could do anything. It's just a matter of what support we need to put in place to achieve it. So your expansion is inevitable in my mindset. Like you could bring anything to the container and we'll create a process for it. We'll figure it out, what support you need to put in place. And um, what I will share is if you have a coach or mentor that says that's not possible or that's just not how it's done, um, that's limited thinking because any you can do anything it's just about do you have the support in place to make that happen like if you wanted to host like a megawatt conference at madison square gardens like yeah let's do it that's been done before that is so possible just what support do we need to put in place to make that a reality right 
And then that's where the creative questions start to come up that the manifestations essentially come up in terms of like birthing the reality. Yeah, I love that. And I love the way that you take the manifestation, take the emotion and the body and all the practices that some might consider woo-woo and bring them into a physical process and spiritual business operations yep. yeah yeah because so many are mm -hmm. like I'm gonna manifest this and I just gonna I'm just gonna wait here for it I don't know I'm gonna release the how and it's like okay to an extent but you know if there's never a how then how are we gonna get there right? That, I mean, it, it has to come in at some point. And it, and it totally has happened for me where I was like, I'm going to release the how I trust I, I got this. And then something dropped in and I was like, this is the how and able to put that into action. But, um, it seems like people get a little confused when they start moving into spirituality and they start throwing away practicality. And the two, I think, yeah. need to work together. Yeah, you have um, a stable and flexible business when you combine both, right? Um, if you're only in your masculine energy, you're going to hate your business. Everything's going to feel hard. If you're only in your feminine energy, you're going to feel frustrated with your business because nothing really comes to form. So you need like both pieces to actually create what we call quantum leaps or what we call like, wow, like how did he or she create that? Like so quickly or like, for example, when I had that six figures in six months with my agency, that was a blend of the two energies to create that. Um, it wasn't just hustle my butt off. And it also wasn't just like manifest and release the how. Right. Right. And then the, um, something you just said brought me to inspiration acting from inspiration rather than what yeah acting from inspiration rather than um shoulds is a big one um I would also say like okay the feminine does things in rituals and the masculine does things in systems. So your business as its own entity needs systems, it's rituals, right? And then you as an individual entity of yourself need rituals, right? And so when we're creating businesses that like just naturally grow and expand, right? There's just no limit to it growing and expanding. You need to define what your rituals, your recurring habits are going to be for you to stay in alignment so that when you go do the system or the process in the business, the action, it's an aligned action. Um, I think people get confused where they think I have to always be happy, positive vibes only to grow an expansive business. No, we just need to get clear on your rituals to prime you before you do the Facebook Live or before you create the sales page or before you do the pieces in your business because it's just going to help you show up in the pieces in your business way more potently, which is what moves the business forward. Hmm. I like that showing up more potently, not necessarily mm -hmm. always in positivity and shining cheerleading smile because I am no cheerleader <laughs> and uh oh, good. <laughs> yeah yeah um it's funny though because a lot of the marketing advice and sales advice you get out there will be like you need to be hyped up and you need to be jumping around and you need to be you know projecting your voice and full of energy and it's like okay but some people are find that really off-putting and it's not <laughs> it can be a little scary for them. It could be just, it's just overwhelming and intense. So I love the idea that anything's possible. And um, another thing that I would have a question about is, so when you say your ritual, um, that doesn't necessarily mean 
that can't change over time. It's just mm -hmm. consistent practices. So you could speak about yeah, that. Yeah. So say like um you when we're referring to sabotage moments, so say like you um every time you make a sale in your business, you retract, right? That's just your normal. You retract, you stop selling, you spend all of it or just some sort of sabotage to kind of sabotage that experience well a ritual would be to have a journaling practice or a nervous system practice that helps you not retract so before you do actions that retract you might journal or do a nervous system practice to feel safe in the new expansion and it's a ritual because you do it daily or you do it weekly or I recommend doing it daily, ideally, um, for the most potency. And because you do it daily, uh, inner work compounds. So the more you do your journaling, your nervous system work, the more you are stretching those muscles, like your muscle, your mindset stretches, your nervous system's capacity stretches. And so when you get met with new opportunities or new breakthroughs in your business, you don't always retract to that lower baseline. You might retract a little bit, but it, it's like stretching a muscle. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. And also having for people who love variety and hate routine, um, that can also be a very sabotaging mindset. But um, if you if you really just don't like to do the same thing over and over every day, you can have like a whole toolkit of rituals, different mm -hmm. rituals that you can. Exactly. Yeah. That way you're not, you're still preventing the sabotaging behavior. Exactly. Feeling like you're in a rut or you're bored or whatever story you want to tell yourself about routines. Exactly. And so like if you're ever working with a client and um, they're getting ready to get ready or they just don't take action or um, they have a breakthrough, but then they go right back to their original baseline. This is also ca called like upper limit syndrome. Um, the big leap by oh, yeah. Jay Hendricks, yeah. he talks about this, but this is the type of work that we would want to do and get them consistent in it. Because like how we said, inner work and nervous system work compounds, so if I have a client that keeps going back to that baseline, one of the first things we'll do is like, well, do you have like that morning routine ritual and are you sticking with it? Because if you could stick with that and like really build it up, that's going to compound where you're not having um, as many breakdowns around your launches or being so harder on yourself around your after a sales call or vice versa, because you're building up capacity to hold more and God universe loves to fill things. So if you are expanding your capacity to hold more sales, hold more clients, hold more opportunities in your life, right? You have the capacity to hold millions and you are also doing the systems work so that your business can hold millions, right? Because both have to be happening simultaneously. Now you have uh, a business that can physically hold millions because you have the identity of a seven-figure entrepreneur, and you also have the business infrastructure that can handle millions. Mm -hmm. So where people get messed up is they only do one or the other. So bro marketers are banging, uh, you know, like the, the business infrastructure, luxury mindset coaches are banging at the seven-figure identity work, but you're going to create a really relaxed and profitable business that you don't have to escape from like escape to Bali, burnt out, whatever, if you're doing both work simultaneously. And this is spiritual business operations, which is what I teach. Mm, yeah, I love that. So many people think that the morning routine is like, they might view it as like a parent, like telling them that they have to do this over and over and they're not seeing that piece that you just described. So it, it shouldn't be this feeling of I'm being punished. I'm having to do this or that, that feels like contraction, but what you're doing is you're creating a container that can hold 
that expansion. Yeah, like um, if I ever work with somebody who sees systems as boring or sees systems as dry or sees systems um, as ugh, not something they want to do, they just want to play, play in the energy of play all the time. Um, that's fine, but we need to put somebody in place who holds the masculine container, whether that is a director of operations in your business, an online business manager or vice versa, because like you can't truly have feminine energy without masculine energy. That's just basic polarity. So if you want to be able to receive more in bigger and bigger ways, then we also have to make sure that we have the containers for it. And so when it comes down to it, like, I think a lot of it is limiting beliefs. A lot of it is um, just how things ha might have been taught and how they experienced it. But true systems and business operations feel so simple. It feels like, oh my gosh, like why weren't we doing it this way before? That's how you know it was set up right. Like if you hire a systems expert or a business operations expert, you should. that's the words that should come out of your mouth when they set up a content bank or when they set up your customer's support department or whichever. Like it shouldn't feel like, oh, they just created this technical system that I just don't know how to use. And it's just sitting there, right? It should feel like, oh my gosh, like, why didn't we think of this before? That's how simple it should feel. Yeah, that makes sense. And in order for the feminine energy to flourish, she has to feel safe. And mm -hmm. if there's no container, there's usually no safety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you could create like, inner safety with rituals, right? So with journaling, with embodiment work, identity work, but you're still gonna come back to the same business <laughs> that causes all the issues. So you wanna fix the root, right? You wanna like, a good example of this was my agency. I was growing it by the seat of my pants. It felt like we were building the plane as we were flying in the air. And um, I hired, you know, mindset and breathwork support. And it was beautiful. Like I loved how it felt on the call. I felt so relaxed. Then I get off the call, open up Slack and immediately get sent into trigger. Like there was just so much chaos that was happening in my business. It wasn't until I hired another business operations expert with a VIP day. And I was like, I'm in it. I cannot see the forest for the trees. I know technically what needs to be done, but I'm dysregulated can you take a look at my business? She was able to identify all the leaks. We fixed them within a month, smooth sailing. Like I could have kept just trying to throw mindset breath work onto it, but a root cause needed to be fixed in the business. So like I might've showed up feeling like more relaxed here and there, but then the root issues would have kept re-triggering me. So yeah. you need to get to the root. Your business has its own things it needs. And then you have its own thing you need. Yeah. And I think so many business owners, like, especially if you're coaching other people, how to coach or how to, you know, fix the leaks in their business or, or make their then you might have this shame, like, well, I should have this handled because I teach this mm -hmm. and it's very, it's not true at all. Um, like coaches need coaches and it's, exactly. <laughs> it's so hard to be completely objective. I mean, nobody's when ever completely objective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But when you're in it, constantly the so so calling in support doesn't mean that you're somehow a failure and that now you're not qualified to coach your clients or any any nonsense like that yeah but that just shows the importance of business operations that's why I will shout about business operations like from the rooftops because it, it really is the root 
of most business problems is a business operations problem. And over, I've been in business for over 10 years and like I've done worked with so many coaches, so many amazing experts. This has hands down been the root cause of most business problems I've come across. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's what I experienced in corporate. It's what I've experienced in having my own business. It's often like when it's so much easier to be on the outside and, and look into a business and be like, oh my goodness, we got this, this and this going on. And the person, the people in it are like, oh, oh, I didn't see that at all. Exactly. True, true. Yeah. Well, this has been so awesome. I think we've given a lot of value here. This is a really great conversation and I really appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah. And um, let's connect again and I'll put all the ways of contacting you in the episode description. Do you want to just say any of that out loud for anybody who's not able to read it? Yeah, for sure. So um, you can stay connected with me by heading over to www.expansionwithamanda.com. I am Expansion with Amanda on all social platforms. And um, I want to give like a gift to your audience. So it's called the Business Receiving Mode Workbook. So when I was describing um, the business receiving practices that I did in my business to hit six figures in six months. These are the exact practices that I did. Um, and I packaged it into a workbook. So it's like super easy for you to go through. So that is a free gift for your audience. And I'll hand them over the link for that. Oh, amazing. That That's going to be really valuable. Yeah, I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> yeah, me too. All right. Awesome. And uh, we will be in touch soon. It's great talking with you. Sounds good. Thank you. Bye.